You're listening to the Beard and the Beauty Podcast. We always got by, but there was not a lot of excess um, until much later, um, like when I was in high school. And in terms of money, like I know for us, in terms of those that were wealthy, there was a very negative connotation. Like it was not viewed positively of, oh, like, look at what all they've done. You know, look at what they have created and the jobs and the community service. And it was more of a question, like, why is that your path? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, for for us growing up, like we were programmed to have um, jobs or work that we were passionate about doing, but the money was like secondary to that. Like it was more about what you were going to bring to the world. Well, I think I think the money is always secondary. So, yeah, which it should be in a lot of ways. Yeah. I, and and that's the thing. I think you you have to focus on the other stuff first and then the money is secondary. So, for example, in our current business, like first and foremost and always is helping people restore their health. Mm-hmm. And the byproduct of that is the money. Yes. Right. So, yes. But what I'm saying is even a level deeper, like those that have been successful, like it was it was even viewed negatively yeah. of like that there's something wrong with their wealth, despite what they have accomplished in their business or their career or whatever it is that they have done. Yeah, I think I like to call it it's just the mediocre mindset. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, the I, I dealt with it at the fire department, too. It was like. Oh, I'm gonna I'm never gonna take a sick day. I'm I'm gonna take the minimum amount of vacation and then when I retire, then I'll have all that money stored up and then I'll do this. Or you would see old guys retire and literally like they would be dead in a year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my gosh, you spent your entire career, twenty five years at the fire department, boasting about I never take a sick day. I'm not, you know, whatever. And then and then and then what? You're dead. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, to kind of piggyback on that, like you and I have had this discussion as well of like, <clears throat> I love the program in a way my grandparents have instilled of like, don't wait, go see the world, go take off, go have those experiences. Don't, don't wait to go to retirement to be 80 you know, doing those things. Yeah. So for you growing up, like what was, like what was the one thing that you've decided, whether we've talked about it or not, that you would change from that programming? I w- would change the the piece of, the financial piece of you can actually be an example and be wealthy and it's actually a good thing because it's really hard to actually do good in the world without that so you need to actually take that and flip it and make it positive because if you are that example if you go and build something big 
what impact you can have as a result of that is much, much higher. And the world needs that. Mm-hmm. They need examples. They need strong examples right now of what it means to live, you know, quote unquote, the American dream and to be able to give back to charities and communities and mm-hmm. just all the good that you can put into the world because you can't do that without money. You can't. You can't. And so you shouldn't view that as a negative thing. You actually need to view and flip that as a very positive thing. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Man. So what else? Yeah, my voice is struggling it's, here. It's so dying. I'm getting stage fright. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, for you, let's let's flip that piece. Like how, especially financially, was that, you know, programmed in or built into you? Well, I mean, obviously I was raised very different. So um, I can remember from a very young age actually working. Like um, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Like I I have a very entrepreneurial mindset. Like when I was 16, I started mowing yards, right? I had the truck, I throw the lawnmower in there. And that was our GoFundMe <coughs> yeah, in the eighties yeah, no and nineties. Um, <laughs> but I would go mow yards and it would, it would give me walking around money for buying CDs and going to concerts or whatever it was. Um, but you know, I had cards made at Paul's lawn service that my grandfather who's in the printing industry, you know, made for me, you know? It, and so I had that mindset, but even before then, you know, being the older brother to younger siblings by eight or nine years, I was always babysitting. And that also meant I babysit kids in the neighborhood too. And so, um, let's see, man, this is going way back. So in seventh grade, I bought a BMX bike called a Haro. Like that was like the cool fucking bike. It was five, it was 500 bucks. And I had to pay for that with my own money. Now, obviously, I would save and get money for from birthdays and Christmas and stuff like that, but I had to save for that bike, and my parents made me purchase that bike. And I don't, I don't think it lasted very long, but it got stolen at, at our school that we went to. And so, you know, um, that sucked, but also, um, even before, or no, the next year, same thing. I wanted a motorcycle. My parents said, you want that, you have to buy it. So I saved and saved and saved and I bought it again. And I think it was like five or 600 bucks too. But uh, so, you know, I guess I was taught from a young age that, you know, hey, things that you want cost money and therefore you have to save in order to pay for them. And so as I, as I got older, you know, it's like you start getting more money, more money, you want more things, you buy more things. And so, um, but growing up, you know, I was able to kind of see the two dichotomies of when my mom stopped working, like we had, um, I wouldn't say excess, right. But, you know, for a long time we would take vacations to Disney every year when I had younger siblings. So, you know, I'm sure back then in the nineties, those were expensive, you know, yeah, late nineties. So, um, it's probably nowhere near what it is today, obviously, but um, and then my mom stopped working cause you know, her job or whatever wasn't going good. And so then we saw some times that were, you know, a little bit more lean. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think the thing that I probably learned the most was, you know, just it, how you think about money, mm-hmm. right? Like 
I mean, we're raised with, um, whether it's from our parents or society, like we're just raised with these ideologies that, you know, it's only the rich that can afford this nice stuff. And it's, you know, you see it on TV, you, you know, all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's, it's definitely the mindset of, well, I can't do this if I don't have money, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not exactly sure where that came from. Yeah. You know, I but mean, I got that too as well. Like, you know, cause same as you, like if I wanted something, same thing, it had to be saved for and purchased, you yeah. know, with me doing something, babysitting, right. coaching, yep. you know. And so, and I was the oldest. So that meant, you know, I had to forge the path regardless of what my parents say. I'm just not making shit up, you know, like my younger siblings got given a lot more things that I had to work for. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even though I joke and everything, like it, that's kind of forged who I am today in a sense that, you know, if, if if we want this, we need to go do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of how I was raised. Mm-hmm. I think, too, it's something that, you know, there's like what we're talking about, like there's there's pluses and minuses. So you need to like be aware of that. Certainly there it's a good thing that we both know how to budget and we're not going to overspend and we know how much, you know, things cost. We're not just going to go buy things without thinking about the financial piece to something, you know, so for that, I'm like grateful. Um, but kind of that next level, like we're moving towards something that no one in our families has done. Well, hold on before we get into that though. Yeah. Like I think, I think we have to like kind of bring it together in in the sense of, um, you know, when we first got married, it's like, okay, we wanted to move into this house and it was the most expensive house. Our, our parents hadn't bought anything that expensive. It was way bigger than we needed to, but we had to save for a year. My dad tried to talk us out of buying this house which will which will go into (laughs) what we're going to get into but um but you know that's the thing I think when you don't have a lot of money like people aren't taught they're not educated on how to get more money correct and that's the thing too is the other thing is money is a tool like you're talking about in order to give and all that it's a tool yep but but people aren't taught that yeah you know, and they're not taught how to use it for their advantage. Well, there's so many emotions like around it um, that kind of like weaponize it, you know, like not in a positive way. Well, and obviously in every marriage, it's a com- topic of conversation, whether you have it or you don't. Yeah. But my point is like when you when you look at like Dave Ramsey, he's very successful. Yes. And his program helped us. Yes, we did that within but also, the first year of being married. Yeah, but also... He, he, in a sense, you know, doesn't look at money like a tool in a sense of like, Hey, yeah. Hey, you bought a new house. You know, like when we, what did we do? We bought this house, four bedroom house. It was just you and I mm-hmm. almost, and five, almost dogs. yeah. And our two dogs, um, <laughs> both under 10 pounds, a five, that almost 5,000 square foot house. Yeah. And everybody thought we we're fucking crazy. Yes. And that's what we're going to talk about next. But did we have the money to furnish the house? No, we didn't. So what do we do? We used money as a tool. We used finance as a tool of, okay, hey, we're going to go buy this couch, but guess what? It's 0% interest for seven years. 
great. That's real easy. That's free money. Yeah, just and, pay it off <coughs> in time. But but that's what I'm saying is people aren't taught how to use those things. Correct. Now, if you go and you buy a $7,000 couch on 26% interest, yeah, that's a fucking problem. But people mm-hmm. do that all the time because they're not taught. They're not educated on using money as a tool. Correct. And so we buy the couch. We pay it off early. Same thing with the, the laundry. Same thing with a car. Like mm-hmm. those are things that, that you utilize to get ahead. And people yes. aren't taught that. It leaves money in the bank to do other stuff with while you're paying for certain things. Right. Like you're using the bank as your own bank, which but, is smart. But part of that too is is the actual discipline to yes. ensure that you're not going to, you know, default or you're not going to Correct. Um, it has to be in the budget yeah. that you're going to pay yeah. it. But that's a whole other tool, like budgeting. Yes. Like we don't budget so much anymore, but you know, we were pretty strict for the first like five years of budgeting. Like, nope, this money goes here, this money goes here, this money goes here. And what that taught us was it taught us how to use money. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, you know, we're we're at a place in life where it doesn't necessarily matter that we need to budget. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a great place to be mm-hmm. that should be, you know, lifted up and that's where people should work to aspire to. Yes. You know? Yes. So, um, I just, I thought that was important to discuss before, you know, you get into this other area. No, I think that's super important. And I think to, you know, it goes across the board with every single financial decision because mm-hmm. that is a huge yeah. hole. I think that a lot of married couples fall in, you know, for us, we did Dave Ramsey Ramsey's course. Like I said, that first year in marriage, I think when after we got married, um, I want to say very close to yeah. after. It, no, it was probably about a year later, I would yeah. say. So, so maybe like, into our second year. But getting on the same page and understanding and communicating about money as a couple and okay, well, what are our priorities and what, what are we going to budget for and what are our goals financially? Like we wanted to save and buy a house. That mm-hmm. was our big first, you know, step. So real quick, I want to plug because I want people to hang tight because I want to, I want to, we're going to transition into the other piece, which is what? Which is, you know, going down the path that no one has forged. Yeah. In our families. So basically like breaking, we've run out of path. Breaking the change or the chains or the programming of this mediocre mindset of money. Yes. Right? Yes. Like that we have enough, the good mm. enough cycle. Yeah. So I mean, I just think that's really important. Like if you and your spouse can't discuss these things, if you don't know how much you bring in together if you're both working, if one spouse is working, like these are discussions that, especially as you have large shifts in life, you need to have and, you know, create a plan so you don't get yourselves into trouble. I think that happens really often. Yeah. So just being able to dialogue about it, like some people have been raised in a place where they shouldn't even talk about it. You know, it's just not a topic of a discussion. Or you, or you shouldn't, you know, you should be humble about it. Yes. You know, or whatever. Yeah. Like, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck being humble. Yes. You know, 
which is to flip the switch. Like then, you know, at a certain point, which we are there, you run out of path. You're ready to break the chains. Like you're going to take your family and our new place is well beyond anything that anybody around us has done. Well, and that, and that's where it's like, okay, so, you know, you could hear that one of two ways. You can hear that as, well, that's arrogant or conceited or whatever, or it's the opposite of like, no, fuck no. Like we have built the life that we've want thus far and we're going to continue building it regardless of people's opinions. And I think that was kind of what spawned this whole idea of this concept of what we're talking about is other people's opinions on what the fuck we're doing as a family, what the fuck we're doing as uh, business owners um, and what have you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I already saw the look like with the new space we just took out Mm -hmm. for the wellness business. Yeah. So, um, from my dad again, it was literally the same look we've had when we bought this house. And he's like, it was the look of like, he didn't say it, but he was like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, yeah. So we, (laughs) we literally just, um, signed a lease on a new space in our wellness center because our current wellness center at 2,100 square feet is too small. We're, we're outgrowing it. And so that's the thing. It's like, that's why I mean, fuck other people's opinions because, and, and there's two main reasons. And I think this is really important to, to talk about. One is we're proven business owners. Yes. We're, we're everything we've done. We've been able to back up with our actions because we bet on ourselves. So, you know, going back to when I left the fire department, it was, Oh my God, what are you doing? You know, my fire chief telling me I'm making the biggest mistake. Um, you know, other people's opinions yep. did not matter to us. Nope. And that didn't mean that we weren't fearful. It didn't mean that we weren't scared. We just knew that for us and our family and my sanity and your sanity, we had to do something different. Yeah. And I and I constantly talk about this. It's like other people's opinions, too many of you let other people's opinions have impact on your life. Like they, whether they're limiting beliefs, whether, Oh my God, Becky, you shouldn't do that or whatever Mm -hmm. it is like far too many people. It's the crabs in a bucket mentality. What is that? So like crabs in a bucket. Yeah. Have you not heard this? Nope. So if you put a, a bunch of crabs into a bucket, the ones that try to climb out, the other ones will pull them back down. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's just like there's too many people that they have inspirations and aspirations and they want to go do these things, but they'll never they'll never pull the trigger. They're going to listen to the noise around them. Right. Like they let that or the opinions of other people. Yeah. They let that stop them and influence their final, you know, actions. I mean, and and part of the reflection that I've been doing, it's like, okay, so I'm coming up on eight years out of the fire department. That's bananas, dude. Yeah. Starting the eighth year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look at what I would not be, where we would not be, mm-hmm. had I not left. Mm-hmm. And I make no joke, like, I would be dead. You know that from my health. Like, yeah. you know, like, that is a very highly probability. 
or have at least at this <laughs> point pop a very serious health condition. Right. So, um, but yeah, it's like I wouldn't have been in the Guinness Book of World Records for my beard. We wouldn't have a business. Our boys would probably be going to public school. We'd yeah. probably be staying in this house forever mm-hmm. had had we listened to other people's opinions. Because, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, and that's one piece. So, short story, long story. We signed a lease in our wellness space that almost tripled our current square footage. Yeah. And why did we do that? Because it scares the shit out of us. <laughs> we both had that moment when we went back in there. It scares the shit out of us, but yeah. we know we can bet on ourselves. Yes. Like we know we are going to do the work. We have the mentality. We have the mindset to grow into a space for a team of nine, ten people. Yeah. Even though we don't have that now. We're not there. But the other thing with that is it's also forecasting, right? Yes. Because we could have very well said, too big. There's going to be a lot of empty space. Too big. We'll wait. We'll wait. Mm-hmm. And again, people do that as well. Mm. And so... And it stifles your growth. It does stifle your growth. How are you ever going to grow exponentially if you don't do things that scare you? You have to. You have to. That's why we both knew. We're like, oh, here we go. You know? Yeah. And it's exactly, again, it's going down the path no one's gone down. It's seeking new people in our lives and in our circles to be mentors to us. Because now it's no longer who we've grown up with. We have to go find new people right? to be our guides like, and help us along when we have questions. Well, it's, it's yeah, you, you need to put yourself in the room with people that have done what you want to do. Yes. And to them, they're so far ahead or far enough to the point where they're like, well, you got this. But I, I think, you know, f- you got to chase them, which is great. Yeah. Exactly. Chase their you you let legacy and their you know work and their businesses that they've already created. Yeah, I, I I it's it's amazing though, like how frustrating it still is. You know, going back to our space and you know people wanting or making faces or whatever it is. It's like, have we not proven ourselves? Mm-hmm. Like for you to go. Yeah, Paul and Jay are doing some crazy shit. Yeah. Like, and whatever they say they're going to do, they're going to do it because that's their track record. That's what that's what baffles me the most is, I mean, I left a career, my only career. Yeah. I started a business. I shut down a business. We relaunched your business. We've scaled it to over seven figures. Yep. I'm launching a new business. Like, there's a- We're pro- launching you now. Yeah, there's a proven <laughs> track record. Yeah. I I think though people still don't get it or they are 100%. in a place where they can't see it yet. Cuz we're not quite there with maybe some of the visible things other than an office space. You mean they can't see the byproduct of yes. what we do? I, yeah. I mean, how how I could don't know. you not? I don't know. I mean you just got to go. Go tell it's unquestionable. Hmm. 
True. That's what Andy says. Till it's undeniable. Yeah. You just keep going. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it will be silent. I think that's the other thing too is, you know, we have business owners on both sides of our family. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it's awesome. It's awesome to have people that have small businesses, but. It's awesome. But same thing at a certain point, it's like a hindrance if they don't see or understand what you're trying to do and how you want to grow. Well, and, and like the perfect example is like, we're not sitting around watching Netflix, y'all. Like, yeah. <laughs> like maybe when we're deathly ill. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, sit on a horse and be like, oh, we don't ever, you know, fuck off on time. Yes. But a lot of times we're working. Yes. You know, till we go to sleep. We go to the mountains for four days with our kids. We had a fantastic time. We got away, but we're also working. Like Always. We're, we're planning our next attack for yeah. this year. Or starting on whatever it is that needs to be started on. Yeah. There's no waiting. There's no downtime. You know, like even now. We're starting to have family trips that is work and play, which is kind of fun and exciting. Something different that we're doing this year. Just don't tell that the immigration agent. <laughs> don't say those things. We're here for play. We're here for play. We're here for fun. Don't arrest me. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited. Like I'm, but it's. I think we're to that place of what Andy Frisella says. Like you have to keep going. Okay. So big, so hard until you hear nothing. But see, here, here's the weight of other people's opinions. Even our accountant, our CPA, I know, is like, "What the fuck are you guys doing? Mm -hmm. Oh my god!" Uh, like we we're like pushing him to the edge, going, "Nope." We can take this tax credit. We're going to max it out. Yeah. And then, you know, like even his comment, you know, so last year, 2023 was the biggest year we've spent on continuing education or coaching or guidance or whatever you want to call it. I kid you not. We spent over $50,000. We did. And why? Because it's necessary. That's what had to happen. Had we not spent it, we couldn't have grown a a business to seven figures. Nope. And so it's breaking that mindset. It's breaking those programmings to where you're able to do that. And and now I'm experiencing that firsthand, you know, trying to coach men. Yeah. You know, guys are afraid to spend $33 a day on themselves. But they come to me crying because their wife wants to leave them. Your wife's not worth $33, $33 a day? Mm-hmm. Or whatever the, the cost is, I'm just throwing that out there. But people... Yeah. People don't believe that hiring a coach and, like I just said, you know, going to somebody that's done what you want to do yep. to get you to where you want to go, Yeah, pe- people don't do it. Nope. You know, and so our CPA is like, oh, oh my God, that's quite a lot. I'm like, no, it's not. No, because it's ready to launch us into the next phase of where we know we're going. And and I think that's where people, that's where I bring up Netflix and all these distractions that as families we have. Obviously, we haven't done a podcast in a little bit, but it's because we've been working and we have distractions like everybody else out there listening. Yes. But it's it's the focus of telling our CPA like, okay, the govern- government allows me to take this this tax credit 
Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I use it to the fullest extent of the law? Yeah. Well, well you know, oh, no. it's like, <laughs> no, dude. Like, you don't, you're not hearing me. Yeah. I want to keep the money that we've made because yes. we earned it. And we pay plenty in taxes. Plenty. Well, that's that's the problem. Yeah. So, um, because I'd much rather pay that to a charity. You I know? would too. So I would much rather it be a reasonable amount that leans out that side of things and, and you yeah, having access to put towards something else. And see, but that that was that wasn't that was a topic at Christmas dinner. It was. Because we're talking about not paying taxes and and um n- not paying taxes in the sense of we're gonna legally do what we're supposed to per the tax code to reduce our, our tax expenditure. Mm-hmm. But then, and then here comes everybody at the, around yep. the table. Blah, 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 blah. I know nothing about this fucking comment. <laughs> and that's where I get really animated or annoyed or whatever you want to call it. Because it's like, okay, you are not doing this. Mm-hmm. So what are you talking about? your fucking opinion because you think we're doing the wrong thing by choosing to, to go this route. Yeah. Because you didn't, you yourself didn't do it. Yes. Like how people you, get very opinionated about shit. Yeah. They don't know. Well, and, but they that's don't the know thing. anything like, about or very little, but that's the thing. It's like, okay, you, you're a business owner. You, how come you didn't learn this? How come it's you, cause they don't teach it. I know. I mean, you got to go out of your way. Like we have to educate yourself on these things. I mean, they, if you, whatever you want to, I'll try not to go down a huge rabbit hole, but whatever your thoughts are, like the goal is mediocrity. They don't want people winning. They don't want people educated, self thinkers okay buckle in because we're gonna start talking conspiracy <laughs> theories for the next four hours because i've gladly studied this no i'll try not to but if you think about it, it makes sense like they just want workers and people that are distracted doing their thing that's good enough and and, and wh- if you break that i mean you're fucking crazy you're yeah. you're loony you're up a wall it's the same thing with the medical system correct i get oh told God. it all the time <laughs> You don't want to vaccinate your kids, you know, like, or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's going against the norm is my fucking jam. Yeah. Like, I Go have, against the grain. You know, it, you're never going to grow if you stay in the status quo. You have. You can, you can yeah. quote that. That's my yeah. quote. You're never going to grow if you stay in the status quo. Nope. And that's part of the reason I left the fire department. Yep. I was literally just having this conversation today. Yeah. With a, a firefighter that I worked with. Yeah. Like some of the shit. And if you're passionate and you enjoy that, cool. Like there are those that truly, they love it. They have a family legacy in the fire service or military or whatever that is. 100%. And they're very passionate. And if that's their, you know, your jam, that's awesome. And again, um, for those that are thinking we're conceited and all this shit, (laughs) we're just explaining how we live our life. Because yeah. one of the biggest things that I got from a mentor of mine was you need to live your retirement now. Yes. Because you don't know if don't you're going to wake up. Literally, I was out in California four days ago and I saw a kid get tagged by a car. Oh, 
So, so awful. He didn't die, but he got tagged by a car. He was on a scooter. And, and I mean, a split second before he would have been dead. Yeah. But that's the point is so many guys in the fire service I saw. Yeah. You know, and it was, it was, it was boasted about. Oh, I, I never take sick time. And like a I, badge of honor. I even experienced it. Yeah. I left like 15 grand on the table when I left the department because I didn't use that many sick days and we got copious amounts of sick time and I didn't yep. use them a whole lot. Yeah. And I left fucking 15 grand on the table and it's like, if you earn that, why would you leave that on the table? Yeah. But the the point is one of my mentors was like, you need to live your retirement now. Yeah. Live it with your kids while you're healthy you know, and we saw it. We saw it in Ireland. I we don't did. think I don't think we talked about it on our episode, but here we are. We're at the cliffs of Moher. You know, we're hiking around for two, three hours, and there's older people there for sure. You know, double our age, but but I would not want to be them at that age. No, doing that. Mm-mm. Maybe that's their first time struggling to to see all that stuff. I'd rather do it when I'm young and I'm active and I have a memory and Yes. You know, it's great that they're out there. We're happy they're doing it. Right. However, their experience from what we got to go do is gonna Night be totally different. Yeah. You know, they're stuck close to the vis- visitor center. Maybe they can make it up to one of the viewpoints and that's it. <clears throat> Where we yeah. hiked for miles. Yeah. Miles. So you know, but but going back to your point, I think yeah, the mediocrity it's it's everywhere, it's ingrained to everybody, no matter if it came from your parents, if it's coming from the government, if it's coming from your job, it's ingrained, and yeah. you have to break that chain as well. Yeah, because it <laughs> you have to catch yourself too, because it's like a daily battle. Hundred percent. Like I I was just chop- talking about this yesterday of like you really need to understand. Your why, because especially if you're in this January crew making all these changes, your motivation is going to run out. And it oh, probably by this time they're gone. It probably already has. It's the fourteenth. You know, so imagine doing that January new thing every single day. I mean, that's our every day to build what we're building. That's why it's to that, live the way we're trying to live and, and move these directions as that, a family. That's what I do to coach men. Like it's like no. This isn't just some program that you do for 90 days yes. and you're set. Yeah. This is a lifestyle. Yes. And it's a, it, it builds fortitude and there's days that you don't do it and there's days that you do do it. And I can tell you without a doubt, the days that you do it and you execute on the plan that you've set ahead, you don't feel like you're failing. Yeah. You feel like you're moving forward. Yes. And I, I, this is something that came to me in meditation but if you're if you're not executing on the plan, you're gonna have guilt. You're gonna have shame. You're gonna have fears of failure. You're gonna have. You you're know, gonna have anxiety. Anxiety. Because like, that's how I feel, a lot. But it's <laughs> when I'm not doing, or I'm not getting as far as I want. Sorry, as far as I wanted to, I I feel like that a lot too. Because it's just like as a mom, sometimes things happen in the day that that absolutely halt. same thing as a dad that halt. Yep your plans and you got done what you got done to that point and the rest of the day, you know, got and a kiddo it, not feeling well, whatever <clears throat> it is, like you're, yeah. you're the rest of the day, they're the priority. But here's the thing. This is what I tell guys is never let more than two days go by. Correct. In anything. 
do not let more than two days go by of not working out, not sticking to your, your macros or your diet, not, you know, connecting with your, your family or meditating or whatever, do not, whatever it is. Don't let more than two days go by because after that, the likelihood of you getting back into it just tanks. The slide tanks. Yeah. You know, so that's why when I got back from California, I cold plunged immediately Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, nope. If I just continue to let this go, I'm like, meh. You know, yeah. and then I, then it'll be fucking three months down the road. Go fuck, I'm starting over. Yeah, starting over. Yep. And so, um, but yeah, it's 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 a daily battle. That's and what I want people to hear. Like even where we are at, especially if we are, you know, those people for you, which would be an honor that we're ahead of the you down the road. Everybody has something to learn. Yeah. Like, I hope that you hear that it's hard for us. Like, it's not, it may look like it's easy, but it's not. It's it's a daily grind for well, us. And that's the thing. That's the cool thing about this game, especially in the coaching field, is there's al- always somebody to your right. And yep. what, I, what I mean is, you know, we look at ourselves and go, yeah, we, we're successful, but we're not where we want to be. No. Right? But there's somebody exactly to our right that'll say, I would die to have your guys' life. Mm-hmm. And that's where coaching comes in. That's where um, fighting that daily battle, knowing how to do it, getting the tools and the resources that we've talked about, that's where all that comes in because guess what? I have three coaches right now. Like it's, yeah. and each of them has their own distinct area, mm-hmm. but I am to their right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so one day I may not be to their right and I may have to get new coaches that continue to, you know, whatever. Level you up again. Yeah. And that's the thing is, and, but people are just so stuck in in comfort. Yes. Like I literally had a conversation with a guy last week. Him and his wife are pretty much done. They're getting ready to close on a basement so that they can swap out a basement in somebody else's house. They're closing on it where they're going to live for one week and then they're going to go back to the house. Wow. Now the wife is basically pushing this because she's so fed up with the man because now finally after 16 years, he's like, okay, I'm fat, but I've started to lose 40 pounds, you know? So like he was at least starting. Well, that's a good start. Yeah. He was at least starting. But as soon as you start talking about, Hey man, like you need a deeper plan and it's going to cost X well, I don't know. It's like, mm-hmm. why do we even have this call? Like if, if you want your wife back, you want yeah. your family back together, you don't want to move in the fucking basement. It's do you, or die. Like, it's like a cancer diagnosis. Yeah. Like get on exactly. the freaking boat. Exactly. Like if that is not motivation, I don't know what it is. But people are so fearful, honey. Yeah. Like they, just, I, it just baffles me though sometimes too. It's just like, is this not motivating to you to and that's, make and that's some part of my job change? and your job? Like, yeah, it's it's trying to help them see like, no, you you need to do this. We got to do this. And, we got to do it now. And it's like it may not always be this way, but but that's the thing with with um, you know, marriages now. Like yeah. you ladies are leaving after 15, 16 years because the husband stopped showing up. Mm-hmm. You know, well, they've they have a third child at that point. Yes, because the hubby decided that he just feels like being cared for like a mom 
and a child. Right. Which, yeah, that's unattractive. And by the, and by the time these men, I mean, I, I, I'm not even shitting you. I probably have 15 more messages of guys just like that. Mm. And by the time they get to that point, it's probably too late. You know, I mean, I would it, not for everybody, not, but it's close. Like, but you better have somebody that is willing to fight and get in the ring with you to fight right. to fight well, for it. And, and, and maybe not every wife does. I don't know. Yeah, but also too, like the the men that I'm choosing to work with are those men too. Yeah, they're like, fuck it, man. If this cost me twenty thousand dollars, which it doesn't, but if it did, yeah, I'm gonna do everything because I want my family back that much. Well, it's priceless. Like, how do you even put a price yeah. tag on you that? You don't. At that point. But but people do. You know? But they do. I mean, you, you know, you could look at what you do. I mean, relatively speaking, the, the health that results that you get, like, you're super fucking cheap. We are. You should be five times what you are. There are people that are five times that, what I am. That don't get the results. No. You know, and then they'll have come to me after paying a lot more. Yep. And I will be the one to help them restore and get well. But see, all of this goes back to people's mindsets. Yeah. Whether it's with money. Whatever it is. Whether it's with programming, whether it's with, you know, just currently where they're at. Yeah. And that's why I'm so passionate now is helping these guys. Like, it sucks, man. It sucks to have, you know, someone reach out and be like, dude. I need help. My wife's leaving me. She wants a divorce. I don't want to do it. I want her family back together. And it's like, I mean, I could kick you in the balls, but if you're not willing to make that that move to to attempt to save it, you got a I, job. I can't do nothing for you. And yeah. I'll be honest, I I don't want to work with you because I don't want to work with shitheads that are afraid to to pull the trigger when they need to pull the trigger. And I say that lovingly. Yeah. You know, because at one point I probably was that shithead where it's like, oh, oh my God, 70 bucks a month. Yeah. You know, but now it's like, no. You know, whether you're spending three, four, five thousand dollars a month on coaching, you know, if it's going to bring that return, so fucking be it. Yeah. You know. Well, I think it goes back to, again, re programming yourself like especially for me as a woman it's it's saying that I'm I'm worthy of that like that I deserve to have that level of support because what, what piece just like whatever the price tag is like for investing in myself for for doing the coaching for right. doing the mastermind yeah. of being like you know unlike our CPA <laughs> Hearing from you of like, yes, you're worth it. Go yeah. join the group. If Try this is <laughs> if oh. this is what you need, you know, go. Like, yeah. pay the price. Let's do it. Like, so uh, there's so many times, though, that people would stop at that. They would be like, oh, I don't know. What did I, I wanna, you know, I want to say, hold on, keep talking because I want to pull up sure. what I posted the other day. So, yeah. Um, but I just think this again, like when you feel yourself digging in and you feel that programming, <clears> you know, <throat> trying to grab at that progress, like you really have to step back and understand what is going on and why. Yeah. You know, because so often 
I know from how I was raised, like that, that is like a huge guilt and shame factor for me that I really have to work around even still. Yeah. Like, oh, is that new? Oh, when did you buy that? Oh, yeah. oh, you did this trip. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah. Oh, oh we, it, we can't. We don't have time to get into. You know, it. Must be nice. but it's just, but it's just like you can internalize that and and view that as negative, or you know, take that, put it aside, and say yes. Like I'm gonna keep doing these things and keep investing in myself and keep growing, so that we can create this wave. Like this wave of change for ourselves, for our family. Yeah. Well, I want to get into that, but let me, yeah. let me, I'm going to give you a PSA because I changed sure. my Instagram handle. It is now my name. It's no longer the beard man. It's Paul M. Barons. So just so you know. Okay. Yes. But anyway, um, I always, you know, if I have a, a revelation when I meditate and I stack, and I pray and all that stuff. I like to share it. And so I did this the other day. So it says creating the life you desire relies on one decision. And the biggest lesson that I got from that day's meditation was this. Most do not realize that they are one decision away from getting what they want. The decision to commit to no longer being who you are today and to transform your life should be far less scary than the decision to stay exactly as you are today. And remain stuck, afraid, desperate, yet so many will let the fear of that new reality keep them stuck. Like that's, that's got to be, yeah. It's, I mean, that summarizes perfectly what we're talking about. Right. You know, no matter where you're at in life or what you're trying to do, you know, that's it. But so many, and, and so many people don't move forward. And, and hear us like we've been there. Yes, for sure. Right. For sure. There's been a lot of stuff we have, you know, not maybe not so much anymore, but, you know, getting a space that's three times the size we're in now shows that. <laughs> we're like, sure, that's fine. But, um, but that's the thing is so <laughs> many, so many are in that place. It's like, okay, yeah. you know, especially like with these guys, I, I'm hurting, my wife's leaving, my family's breaking up. They're so stuck. Mm-hmm. in that place yep like they should be more fearful of being stuck as opposed to well if i do this and i go for it and it doesn't work out that should be far less scary than staying where they're at mm-hmm. but but people that's where they live i know every day it's it's tough like you would think if they're in enough pain, they're ready right. to move and change and say yes and keep doing that. Well, I think they're they're in pain. But sometimes but they, they're not. Sometimes they really got to sit in that for a while. 100%. Which is... But I think the, the fear at that moment is greater than the pain they're in. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, where they're so, not ready to mobilize. Right. Yeah. So, um, and like I said, I've been there, like people are like, oh, you quote yourself every day on Instagram. You are conceited. No. Do you know how many, how many times I've, I've received messages of people like, holy shit, that was awesome. Yeah. That's why I do it. Cause it helps yeah. people and it helps me. We're here to build. Like yeah. I said, like, like we're super passionate about watching you wherever you guys are, like taking that next step. 
Because it can be hard, like what we're saying. It can be really scary and tough. But you keep going, you're going to forge a new path, just like we are. Well, and you deal with it every day, too, with people that don't want to move forward with care. Yeah. Like, we've had people that have had cancer, and they're like, nah, I'm good. Not for me. Whoa. I'm like, oh. Okay, then I'm not your person. Sounds good. You know, so. Yeah. But uh, No, I think that's the key, though, like... If you want what you've been getting and you're happy with that, cool. Like, but we aren't. Right. Like, we're excited with what we've done so far, but we're just warming up. Like, we're not where we want to go yet. Not even close. We got big, big things that we are working towards. Right. And that we want to do as a family and build. And, I mean, to me, that's, like, the most exciting part. Like, that's the fun of what we do Well, day to day. And we're coming up on an hour, which we yep. obviously have no time limit, but we actually did a podcast before 9 p.m. So Woo-hoo. we're super excited. But this is the last thing is your kids are watching. Yes. Like, w- become the standard for your children. Yeah. Whether it's boys or girls, like, become the standard. Yes. And that has been on the forefront of my mind for the past eight months and I don't get it right every day, you know, but part of it is just trying to set that example and by living this life, by bucking the system, by, you know, smashing through these chains of programming and mediocrity, like I want them to have the mindset that we're trying to build. Yes. I don't want them to have to go through what we have had what, to go what through. What I've had to go through. Yeah. And that, that's true for every parent, right? Like it's, yep. oh, I have kids. I want them to have a better life than I did when I was growing up, even though my life wasn't bad. Same thing. I say it all the time. I wished I lived our kids' lives. You right? just said it today but when we were working the on the time. couch. I say it all the time. But You're like, oh. They don't even know. They don't even know. Well, we were booking a trip to, <laughs> to the Bahamas uh, to go down to, to Atlantis. That'll be our family vacation this year. And I'm just like, they have no fucking clue. <laughs> how good they have it but that's like part of our legacy and but in this conversation of everything we're talking about and us setting the standard for our children like we we caught it this year right there's no doubt inflation is through the roof been through the roof our grocery bill is three times higher than it was last year all that stuff and at some point last year i caught myself oh buddy it's not on sale and i'm like Mm-hmm. that is something I'm going to break mm-hmm. because I don't want them living that mentality of it's not on sale. You can't buy it. Yeah. That's not. Yep. So that's something that we've been working on as a family of. We have. Right. And not I'm to say that we're not frugal or we're not, you know, conscientious we're, we're, about we're our money, but we're very responsible, but you know, we live a lifestyle, organic, everything. Yes. You know, nor hormones, no antibiotics, whatever. We buy the best beef possible. Beef, beef delivered. Delivered. Straight from the ranch. That's a lifestyle that we invest our, our money because it, it's investing in our health. Yeah. You know, so this, you know, oh, it's not on sale. And even even one of the boys said it to me a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, fuck. Like, mm-hmm. so we got to break that. out. Yeah. But what I get excited about to piggyback on that, though, is like if we're going to set them up, this way and i'm sure we're not going to do everything perfect but no you never can man their starting place 
And I can't wait to see what they build next. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like that, and that—that's why I say like we're raising the next leaders of this country. I just think it's such a gift. Like homeschooling is hard. A lot of what we do is hard. Yeah. So why are you crying? <laughs> it's just tough. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a first for Jacqueline Bromley. Oh, Burns. Oh man. Ooh, going way back. We're gonna go way crying back. on camera. No, um, but no, it's I just, get you. it's hard. Yeah. Like it weighs on you. But, but I think the, you know, especially doing everything that we're doing, how hard we work, you know, the, the effort that it takes mostly you is, is well worth it, you know, because it's a hundred percent worth it. I mean, we've had employees that didn't know how to address a fucking envelope. I know. Like I'm going to teach Odin. I think it's third or fourth grade like we're gonna do cursive and whatever cursive, balancing checkbooks yeah, how to like, do a ledger we're already teaching i'm teaching him money yeah and change and all of that and dollars and cents and like all of that is part of his curriculum and i'm like <clears throat> what are they doing in regular school like yeah so you know for that reason too it's just like it's super meaningful. You can see it in how I'm acting like for us to do this and this path that we're on. And I just can't wait to see what kind of little humans we but unleash it, and what they do. In it the goes world. back to this whole thing. Like we don't, we know, but we don't really know what they're teaching people at public school. But the, yeah. but the, br the breaking of mediocrity is exactly what we're doing. Yeah. We're deciding to homeschool. It's not easy. Yeah, it's a lot. Like you this know, last week was just tough. Yeah. For whatever it, reason. But but that's the thing too. It's okay. Um, you know, they're getting that piece because we have more control yeah. of what they learn and and then also of living the life we live. They get to come to the office with us. Yes. They love unloading supplements. They ask questions. They ask good questions. They Yes, they see questions. they see us working they you know and that's that's part of when i say they don't they don't understand obviously i don't expect them to but yeah you know one day i hope they go fuck we lived a great fucking life mom and dad really worked hard for this life that we live so but they they get to see all that yeah and how many families i i know there's a lot of homeschool families but the, it's got to be a very small percentage that are doing what we're doing it's growing. Well, I, now, I know it's growing, but which what, is cool. But what I'm saying is, running a business, Correct. running a family business, running multiple businesses, yep. building a business is you know seven figures, and homeschooling, and having mm -hmm. the kids go like there, that has got to be a very unique demographic. Oh, I'm sure it is. And that's yeah. where it's like, you know, they're gonna dominate in those areas, yeah. undoubtedly, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. And and so that medioc mediocrity, we're already cutting that in half. Oh man, I you hope know. we've blown it out of the water and continue to do so, so for them. So yeah, but um, that that is so massive. So, anything else you want to go over discuss? I don't think so. I just want to encourage people again, like really assess when you're struggling, where you are, where you want to go, like. And learn to step into the fear, yeah. like l learn to. Yeah, we've said that before. That's to the break path you have to whatever go. is holding you back, like 
if this is a positive move for you, figure out how to do it. Yeah. You know, do what's scary. Do where you want to go because life is short. We've seen that in lots of ways. <coughs> well, um, just want to say, you know, thank you guys for listening. I know we haven't been consistent, but um, it's just part of life. And so, um, as always, we appreciate you guys. Uh, we yes. hope that you find value. That's why we do this. That's why we take time out of our business schedule to provide some value that we're going through in our lives and, and put it on public display so that you can take a nugget here or two and apply it to your life. And I will say, if you're struggling, find a coach. It doesn't have to be me. Just find a coach that's going to help you break these frames, break these mentalities, break these programs that you're experiencing in life because you do not know what's on the other side of that. And that, I mean, that is where the money's at, you know, literally and not yeah. literally like that's, that's where, where life, life is. is. At, yeah. You know, yeah. like you, there's zero reasons why you can't build what you want and live the life you want to live. Yep. So, um, we'll put in the outro, obviously my, my Instagram's changed, but we got to figure that out. But I will ask you if you've found value in any of our podcasts, please leave a review on Spotify and please share the show. So until next time, this is the Beard and Beauty Podcast signing off.